The book of Isaiah, chapter number 7, beginning at verse number 1. I'll be honest with you, when I got up early this morning and came over to the church, I had planned to preach this message this morning and this morning's message tonight. And then I sat in my office and I realized I'd be preaching chapter 7 first and then chapter 6, so I swapped them over. And I hope I did the right thing. Isaiah 7, 1 through 7, and we'll skip down to verse 11. If you found it, say amen. And it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that reason the king of Syria and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up toward Jerusalem to war against it. Notice this phrase, but could not prevail against it. Now, if anybody thinks you want to be a preacher, try saying all those names in front of a congregation full of people. Ahaz, Jotham, Uzziah, Judah, Reason, Pekah, Remaliah. And I didn't even cuss one time accidentally or on purpose. But could not prevail against it. And it was told the house of David saying, Syria is confederate with Ephraim. I I beat Syria when they came by themselves and I beat Pekah when he came by himself. But now the two of them are coming at me together. Syria is confederate with Ephraim and his heart was moved in the heart of the people as the trees of the wood are moved with the wind. Then said the Lord unto Isaiah, Go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and Shear, Jacob, thy son, at the end of the conduit in the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field. And say unto him, Take heed and be quiet. Fear not, neither be faint-hearted, for the two tails of these smoking firebrands. Amen. I... Can I tell you what God said? He said, you already smoked their tails once. That's really what he said. I mean, that's Bible right there. He said, don't be afraid. Y'all don't believe me, do you? But I mean, you're reading it right there. Fear not, neither be faint-hearted for the two tails of these smoking firebrands. For the fierce anger of reason with Syria and because of the son of Remaliah. Because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, Let us go up against Judah and vex it, and let us make a breach therein for us, and set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tabiel. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. Verse 11. Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, And bear a son, 
and shall call his name Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel means God with us. I'm going to preach for a little while tonight. When you find Jesus, you find victory. The Lord will give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And when you find Jesus, you find victory. God, I thank you for your word and for your spirit and for your anointing. God, I bind every power of darkness. I bind every spirit of hell. And I bind every human spirit that would seek to bind what you want to do in this place tonight. God, I loose the gift of faith to operate in this place. And I take dominion over every work of the enemy. God, I quote your word tonight when I say, it shall not stand. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, loose an anointing of victory in this place tonight. Let it be done according to your word and power. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. Give the Lord a good shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Press yourself just a little bit. Push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone right now. There's victory in this house. Oh, hallelujah. I've come to tell somebody there's victory for you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. After Uzziah died in the beginning of chapter 6, there was a great revival in Jerusalem and in Judah. When you see the city of Jerusalem in Scripture, it is usually there as a type of the church, of God's people. When you see Judah in the Scripture, it always represents those who are worshipers and praisers of the living God. Isaiah, the Bible said, after Uzziah died, saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Then they saw, the Bible said, seraphims and cherubims crying, holy, holy, holy. When their worship, I know I'm, I'm just, I'm giving you about a two-second, two-minute recap of this morning. But when their worship got right, they saw the Lord in his proper place. And then when they got the Lord in his proper place, the supernatural realm was revealed to them. And then the Bible said the whole earth is full of his glory. Their worship opened a supernatural move of God and revival came. Israel, which had been bound by idolatry, found fresh life and anointing when they put worship in its proper place. Can I tell you tonight that any time revival comes, you can rest assured that the enemy is going to show up. Praise God. Anytime somebody makes up their mind to renew their worship, there will be an enemy rise up to try to stifle what God is getting ready to do in their life. Oh, hallelujah. Anytime revival comes, 
the enemy's going to raise up. And one by one, they came against Judah. First, it was Reason, the king of Syria, that came. And when Syria came against Judah, Judah defeated Syria. And then when Pekah, the son of Remaliah, brought Ephraim against Judah, Judah prevailed in that battle as well. A valuable lesson to remember is that when God is exalted, the worshiper always wins. Amen. Regardless of how feeble you may feel your worship may be, no matter how much you feel like your worship is ineffective, I will tell you tonight, according to the word of God, that a worshiper always wins. Amen. I said a worshiper always wins. The Bible said when the enemy came that it shall not stand. And so I've come tonight to tell somebody that the enemy has been knocking on your door and the enemy has been raging. I've come to tell you that whatever the enemy has planned, it will not stand against the worshiper of the Most High God. There is victory in Jesus' name for the worshiper. I wish somebody would praise him. If you believe what I'm preaching right now, why don't you give God praise? There is victory for the worshiper. Amen. And so regardless of how feeble and weak you feel like your worship is, your worship is the difference between victory and defeat. And so now these two enemies, Reason and Pekah, the king of Syria and the king of Ephraim, have now joined forces together against Judah. And the Bible said that when they came, that the heart of the king and the heart of the people were moved like the trees are moved with the wind. Fear got a hold of them. Anxiety and dread got a hold of them. These enemies that they had defeated one by one have now come together and it feels like defeat is imminent. But I've come to tell somebody that there has never been a time in history where God has ever forsaken his people. The next time that God forsakes one of his children will be the first time he would have ever done it. And I'm telling you, it's not going to happen and it's not going to stand. I've come to preach to somebody that's in a battle. Your victory is just around the corner. There is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. I feel like I'm trying to breathe some faith into somebody right now and tell you it doesn't matter how many enemies come. If you'll be a worshiper, you'll have victory. And by the time it's all said and done, you're going to come out with your hand lifted up in victory. So if you're going to lift it up eventually, you ought to lift it up right now. There's never been a time in history where an enemy did not war against the church and the worshiper. The enemies of God have always understood the awesome power and anointing that's on a church when a church worships God. And they, the enemy, has always sought to stifle the worshiper. If you are in the church, in the body, born of the Spirit, and if you are a true worshiper, not just an attender, 
but a worshiper. You must understand that the enemy wants to make war against you. Amen. But I like, again, what verse number one said. They could not prevail against it. Can I tell somebody tonight that the battle has already been decided even before it ever started? The end of the battle has already been predicted. If you'll be a worshiper and you'll be faithful to God, God's going to bring you out. No matter what the enemy has designed against you, it will not stand and it will not prevail. I'm looking at a church full of champions tonight. I'm not looking at a bunch of losers. I'm looking at a bunch of people that have the glory and the power of God in their life. And there is victory ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. I wish somebody would give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. I wish somebody would give him a shout of praise with that hand clap. Amen. I'm trying to get you to become a participant in your own deliverance right now. And that participation is your praise and your worship and your magnification of God. You must be a worshiper because Judah always wins. I wish somebody would praise God. I wish somebody would shake loose from the, whatever it is that has you bound and say, God, I'm a worshiper full of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, somebody praise him. I'm not going to go any further until I feel like we pressed a little bit out of our comfort zone. If you, got, if you want victory, sometimes you have to shake yourself loose. Hallelujah, I rebuke the devil that tries to intimidate the child of God and make them feel like they are always at the mercy of an enemy that does not have the glory of God. I've come to tell the devil that these people are not at your mercy. These are the chosen children of God, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, full of the power of the living God. And whatever you've planned against their marriages, whatever you've planned against their children, whatever you've planned against their mind and spirit, it shall not stand. It shall not prevail. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You are victorious whether you feel it or not, but you got to stir yourself. Come on, somebody, I'm preaching to you. I'm not going to let you sit there and let the devil win tonight. you got to shake yourself free and be a worshiper. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody praise him. Not because you feel victory, but because you know God is a God of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise God. I love it. I love it. The Bible said they could not prevail against it. Hey, I hate to lose. Man, I hate to lose. I hate to lose so bad that I even quit playing because I got, I quit playing basketball because I couldn't win anymore. I've told this story before, May, and I love telling it. I'm going to tell it again. Brother Wilson Murphy, this is on your son-in-law and his brother and some smart aleck friend they had that I don't even know. They were having a three-on-three basketball tournament here two years ago, and, and one of the teams canceled, and they, they, and they needed another team. 
And so I made the mistake of walking over to watch other people play with my 70-some-year-old father-in-law, me at 50, and a missionary from a soccer-playing country. We walk in there, we need you to play. And I haven't played, I had, I mean, I quit because I couldn't win. But they said, we got to have, we just, we, we need one more team. We just got to have you play. We walked out there, and, and here is, 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 are these three young men between the ages of like 18 and 21, all in good shape, all healthy, all good basketball players. And they're standing out there dribbling the ball around when we got coerced into playing against them. And when me and my 70-year-old father-in-law and the soccer-playing missionary walked out there, they gave us a look. They looked at me like... <sighs> they didn't say a word. You know, you go out, you out there, and they, 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 they act like they're all politicians. Oh, man, good to see you. Glad you're here, man. We, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Shut up. I saw that look you gave me, boy. You ain't fooling me, devil. I know what you really think. You think there is no way that I can do anything to stop you. You think that your victory is a foregone conclusion and that it's just a formality. And by the time this game is over, you're going to be looking at my old, tired, heavy-breathing, big, fat self and my old 70-year-old father-in-law and the soccer-playing missionary and you're going to walk off giving each other five while we sit there and lick our wounds. I, you didn't say it, but I saw it in your eyes. And I looked at my father-in-law and said, I don't care what we have to do to win. If we got to break their legs, they will not beat us today. Do you hear me? We will not lose to these punks. Man, I was so fired up. I hadn't felt that fired up since the day Sarah said she'd marry me. I was ready to roll, man. I was ready to beat heads together. Woo, glory to God. You sit there and stare at me, but I'm feeling good right now. Man, we got playing ball, and, and, and we, we got started, and man, we got up. It was like 18 to 2, and I'm like, we got these jokers. Man, we, we, all we, we were playing to 30, and we won 30 to 28. We barely hung on, but when it was over, that look they walked out there with, I walked off looking at them the same way. I didn't even know I remembered how to strut, but by God, I found out I did. Let me tell you, the devil thinks he's already beat you. He's looking at you tonight like you got no way you can. But I've come to tell the devil, when we walk off this court, you got another thing coming, buster. Because it doesn't matter if I got to shout, if I got to talk in tongues, if I got to run, whatever. You're not beating me tonight, devil. Oh, yeah. Those, those boys, they have begged for a rematch. They have begged me. I preached at their church, and I told the story to their whole church. I'm like, hey, you ain't going to get away with this. I told the story to their church, and when it was over, please give me a rematch. Please let us, just let us play. I said, I will never play you again in anything. I told him last night at the wedding I was doing, I said, I will never play you again in anything. Not checkers. I won't play you in anything for the rest of your life. When we put you in the ground, you will die having lost to Brother V, one to zero. It's settled forever. I've come to tell the devil it's already settled. 
when they put us in the ground, the baptized in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost filled child, it's already finished. It's already finished. Man, I hope those boys are watching live stream right now in your face, smart aleck. I love those boys, but I don't love the devil. I'm sick and tired of the devil looking at a child of God like you can't do anything. I've come to tell you there is no weapon formed against. My God, I feel something rising up in me. I feel a holy anger coming up inside of me right now. I wish somebody would shake themselves. Devil, you've messed with my family enough. You've messed with my kids. You manipulated my, I've had all. I'm done with you, devil. Somebody ought to shout right now. A worshiper will always win. You want to know the best thing about it? You want to know the best thing about that story? Because I can tell it for the rest of my life. And they can't say it didn't happen. 20 years from now. I remember the day. Oh, it must have been back when, uh, oh, goodness, uh, Joe Byron was president. (laughs) It doesn't matter what happens from here on out. That victory is already settled, and there's not one thing that can be done about it. Can I tell you at the cross, it was already settled, and there's not one thing the devil can do about it. The question is not, can the devil overcome you? The question is, will you stay a worshiper and keep yourself in the hand of God? If you'll do it, there's not one thing the devil can do to stop you. Woo, I feel like shouting right now. It's not going to work, devil. It's not everything you planned. I wrote it down. I wrote it down because I knew I wouldn't remember it. If you only knew what I was going to be, after the storm, you wouldn't even have bothered me. I've come to tell somebody you may be going through it right now, but you ought to stand to your feet and say, devil, you started a fight you can't win. All you did was stir me up. All you did was make me mad. All you did was wake up my worship and wait. I've let you beat me. I've let you push me around, but oh my God, somebody ought to just take off right now. The Holy Ghost is here. The victory is here. When you found Jesus, you found victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Come on. What's the next line? I told Satan, get thee behind. You're the head, not the tail. You're not designed to be following the devil. Victory today. You got to sing to yourself sometime. Victory is mine. It's mine. It's mine. You got to sing it till you believe it. You got to say it till you know it. I feel something rising up in Bethlehem tonight. It's a bad night for the devil in Bethlehem. Hallelujah. Mm, Woo. 
hallelujah. You see, here's where the denominational world has lost it. Because they look at what's happening right now and they think it's all a bunch of emotionalism. But what they don't know is the stuff that we've come through to get where we are right now. I'm not shouting just because of emotion. I'm shouting because he brought me out of the miry clay and he set my feet on a rock to stay. I'm shouting because he gave me victory when I couldn't pick myself up. He picked me up when I couldn't turn myself. Somebody ought to get an old-fashioned shout. You ought to just scream out right now because there's power in the worshiper. It shall not stand. It shall not stand. Lift your hands all over this place. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan. Victory. Now you're catching on. Somebody needs to sing it when you don't even feel it yet. Because you got to operate by faith, not by feel. The enemy's trying to get you all up in your feelings. But it's not all about your feelings. It's about your faith. And I know what my Bible said. I know what the Word of God says. So devil, you can just like it or you can lump it. But victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan... Get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Somebody ought to shout it out again. I'm trying to tell somebody, you got to stir yourself up against the enemy. The worshiper will always win. But Moses, there's a Pharaoh. But Joshua, there's a Jericho. But Samson, there's Philistines. But Daniel, there's lions. But Peter, there's a storm. But Paul, there's a prison. But Barnabas, there's an enemy. Yeah, but in the middle of all that, there's a God. And we found out one by one that a worshiper will always win the battle. There is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. So victory is mine. When you found Jesus, you found victory. The Lord said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the tales of those two smoking firebrands. You already smoked them once. We'll smoke them again. Look, you're not here because you just waltzed in here on a bed of roses. You're here because you've come through some stuff to get here. You've come through some battles and some trials. And you think the God that has brought you this far is going to leave you now? No, no, no. That's not the way he is. It shall not stand. Here's the problem. I preached the first part of my message and I preached the end of my message and I skipped the whole message. So go ahead and come around the altar. The middle of the message, Brother Wilson, is that he told him to go to where fresh water came out. And he said, here's your sign that you've got victory. You're going to know you got victory. 
when a virgin conceives and calls his name Emmanuel. When you find Jesus, you find victory. Can I tell you, Jesus is what you've been looking for all the time. It's not a drug. It's not a bottle. It's not a person. Jesus is your victory. What you need for deliverance is not another doctor. What you need is Jesus. You need Jesus to come. And when you find Jesus, you find victory because he is the prince of peace. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free. Indeed, shout indeed with me. You'll be free indeed. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. I dare somebody that feels like your worship is insignificant to go ahead and give it to God anyway. Because Judah always wins. Judah always wins. Oh, that's right. Somebody that hadn't done it in a while, go ahead and just, you want, why don't you just loosen up your praise again. There's joy, there's peace, there's deliverance, there's joy. Hallelujah. Somebody get the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody praise Him. If you only knew what I was going to be after the storm, you wouldn't have bothered me. Devil, you picked one fight you never should have started. Lay your hand on somebody close to you. There's some good people in this place tonight that you have felt like you've been in a fight for survival. You felt like you were going to lose your mind. You've been living on the edge of disaster. I've come to preach to you what the Word of God says. It's not going to stand. It's not going to prevail. Oh, you got to receive the word. You got to receive the word. When Ahaz felt like he couldn't make it, God said, Isaiah, go and meet with him. God sent a man of God to tell Ahaz, it's not going to work. The enemy won't wait. The enemy's plan's not going to work. Can I tell you, God sent a man of God to you tonight just to tell you it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Amen. You're going to have victory. You're going to make it in Jesus' name. What the enemy has planned is going to come to naught in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Pray one for another. God, send peace to somebody's troubled spirit. Breathe faith. Let the gift of faith operate right now. Lord, as we pray together and encourage one another, let the gift of faith operate in this room right now. God, let somebody walk out of here with a fresh anointing of faith to know that God has made a way. Amen. I want you to speak a word of faith to somebody close to you. I want you to tell a word of faith to somebody. Somebody, when you do it, the gift of prophecy is going to come on you. But I want you to tell them you're going to be all right. You're going to make it. You can do this. You can make it. 
You can make it. You can have victory. Every promise in the book is mine. Oh, that's right. Speak a word of faith to somebody. If you can't tell them anything else, just whisper in their ear. You got the victory. got you in the palm of his hand. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He didn't bring you out all that stuff for something to take you away and take you out. Victory is coming to you, sir. In Jesus' name. Come on, pray for somebody. Somebody needs the word of faith that you can speak to them right now. you have family members you need to speak something over them even though they're not here in Jesus name in Jesus name my family will have revival my family will get victory I will have joy again Patrick I love you on the on the morning show today I'm so glad you're back God, in Jesus' name, anoint him. Use him, God. Lord, the enemy tried to take him out. But all through the battle, Lord, you never gave up. But, Lord, you brought him out. And you brought him through. And you gave him victory. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Say it, victory is mine. Come on, speak it out. Speak it out, victory is mine. Over my trouble, over my depression, over my discouragement, over my frustration, over my addiction, victory is mine. Over my failure, over my weakness, victory is mine. I might have lost some years to the enemy, but I'm taking them back now. I might have lost some joy, but I've come to get it back. When you found Jesus, you find victory. And he's here right now. Speak it out. 
Speak victory. 
word this evening. We can leave here filled, knowing and reassured that we have won the victory. Don't leave here defeated. Don't leave here feeling condemnation. That's of the devil. Devil telling you how bad you've been and you'll never make it. That's all condemnation. For there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You've won the victory. There's no reason to be condemned about anything. So when the devil tells you that, so I've got victory. <laughs> victory is mine. Devil, you've come too late to tell me. I've already won the battle. I've already won that battle. You can't condemn me. I've won. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand clap. I'm thankful for a pastor. Tell us how it is. Amen. Follow after the Spirit and the Word. Amen. Don't forget, if you're a guest this evening, we want you to come to meet and greet. Meet and greet our pastor and the uh, leadership of the church. And if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, no better time than do it than right now. Amen. Uh, let's remember all the events coming up, Wednesday night service, all the life groups that's going on throughout the service. If you're not involved with the life group, you need to be. Amen. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed.